It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Coming at you back to back weeks. Haven't done that in a while. Oh yeah, back on it. Um, time time in the in the schedule, trying to prioritize it a little mm-hmm. bit and, and make this happen. And we don't know if it'll be back to back weeks every week, but um, we were so consistent there for a while. I feel like that's the expectation. Yeah, we had perfect attendance yeah, for about three Dude, years. Like three there. years of perfect attendance. Well, what better, better than, than any time yeah. in my life from an attendance yeah. perspective. But um, the yeah, we uh, we're gonna hopefully be a little more consistent. So we're excited to have a little case study action today. Mm-hmm. Something that's been super fun uh, to have in the clinic here. It's been one of your patients, a uh, really high level athlete that had elbow dislocation and some other complications following uh, a fall while biking. And so a uh, pretty crazy scenario. I'll let you kind of set it up and then uh, I'm excited to kind of talk through the progression here. But, yeah. So a yeah. um, uh, patient of mine, uh, this is a very, very high level athlete, like mm-hmm. a five time Highlands Games world champion, um, best in the world, over and over again. And uh, it was an unfortunate, you know, bike accident, fall an outstretched arm, um, had a uh, elbow dislocation. Uh, there were some fractures and some bone fragments that mm-hmm. came from her capitellum. And um, there was a, some other things that happened soft tissue-wise, too, um, that kind of de- delayed her start of physical therapy for a little bit. But, you know, in a nutshell, whenever she saw the orthopedist and he did... Well, first off, let me back up a little bit. When this thing dislocated, um, she actually reduced it herself, put it back in place. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could have done badass. that. Like, I She's badass. Yeah, bite, bite down on a stick and just... Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but she did do that, and then whenever she saw the doc, he was taking her through a little bit of a range of motion, so we went to straighten it out, and he was checking her extension is what that's called. It actually dislocated in the clinic too and mm-hmm. so I, I knew all this information before we started PT and so I'm like crap I hope this is going to work yep, uh, so, uh, yeah yeah because it was it was kind of unknown if it was going to be able was. to be treated conservatively right it was right so it was you know basically it was about a 50-50 shot whether or not uh, this was going to be operated on which would have been a reconstruction likely or if we we're going to treat it conservatively but um, we've given our best shot and things are going really smoothly yeah you know, 12 weeks alert. later yeah yeah, spoiler alert, we're, we're 12 weeks out, and um, she's going to be competing for the World Championship again in a couple weeks, so um, we're in a good spot. Right Dude, now. that's nuts, man, and, and uh, I know, obviously, you know, this is, is a, probably a different 
type of patient than what we would normally get in a lot of times somebody falling off the bike crap you know and falling in and you know it, you think of a, a typical cyclist a lot of times massive lower bodies and, and big quad strength that kind of stuff but this is somebody who is, is built and super strong and you know this sport of highlands game uh, highlands game competitions includes a lot of throwing and shot put activities and a lot of things that do utilize some provides so this is 70 pounds yeah exactly so this is and, this is a, yeah. a different kind of scenario here and and so i i, I want to kind of start a little bit from the beginning and, and say you know knowing that she even dislocated in the clinic what kind of things were going through your head when, when she first came into clinic uh, like you know either things you were going to avoid or things you're gonna be extra careful on or like what what was going through your mind on day one when you just heard oh she even dislocated just upon testing yeah so that was that was what was in the forefront of my mind I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, i better not dislocate this thing on day one and, right. and, and I, I told her that too i was like hey you know your doc did this on accident i, I do not want this to happen yeah, yeah. so <laughs> really that's just going into extension right that would right. have been the position in which it it would have potentially dislocated if it happened. So we had to move slow. It, she was in a brace at first and mm-hmm. um, had been in a brace prior to seeing me. Uh, so things are stiff, right? Lacking all ranges, you know, especially you know, el- that elbow bending, that flexion, that extension, being able to twist her palm up and down, pronation, supination. So, you know, we definitely obeyed the the laws of nature, wanted to factor in that soft tissue healing time and, and work around it. So, you know, it's, you know, basic principles, right? We wanted to make sure that we did appropriate you know, general pain-free range of motion, not really pushing past her appropriate barriers or physiological range. Of course, we trained above and below, right? We worked oh, yeah. the shoulder, the neck, the wrist, the hand. And um, luckily with her line of work, she's like super smart and well-accomplished in the fitness personal training world. So she was very well aware of training the other three extremities. And yeah, so yeah. I think that definitely sped up her process. Sure. Um, dialed in with the lifestyle factors as far as like nutrition goes and uh, sleep, you know, she's busy. So sleep could be a little bit better yeah. All of us, but, um, yeah. but yeah, to the best of our ability, and um, and we incorporated some you know BFR, just some things like that on day one, and I think once. Once I got through that first session, that sort of like eased my fears a little yeah, bit about sure. if I was going to screw this thing up because there's, I mean, there's a there's a lot at stake yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, you don't ever want to do that to a patient, it, regardless. But oh, someone sure. who you know the terminal task is where we got to be. Like mm. you don't want to screw it up at all, yeah, yeah. whatsoever. How long did did Doc have her in a brace? Um, I, I it was. Basically, I want to say that it ended up being somewhere around that four to six week timeline. I'd have to go back and look at a note, but I just recall that there was a, the way it goes um, with these kind of things is that there was a little more frequent follow-ups with the doc in the beginning. And so mm-hmm. it was just, you know, I got a text or an email. basically, doc said I'm free. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, w- it was sooner than I anticipated, which was good. Um, For sure. And one of the cool things, too, was that in his follow-up clinical exam, he you know, had her demonstrate some push-ups in the clinic, which we hadn't even got to in our clinic yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she did that successfully. I was like, all right, that's going to be good to go. That's, so that's good. That kind of gave us the green light to step it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so how what were kind of some things you were thinking about loading-wise in terms of were you comfortable loading early on in more of like loading flexion versus loading extension versus, do, you know, working pronation, <clears throat> supination? Like were there certain things that you felt a lot more comfortable doing early on? Or? Yeah, in, in the beginning, it's, it just it's – pretty it was pretty basic stuff i mean it's you know we're kind of doing you know single joint simple movements you know kind of loading one joint at a time and just being smart about it not overshooting anything you know taking the time to build up across sets and um you know each session it was it was we, we start out with just some basic manual therapy you know we kind of got to the point where we're doing some light joint mobilizations a little bit of contract relax because the most stubborn thing was that elbow extension because that was the thing we we're avoiding for a while to make sure that that tissue was going to heal appropriately and so once you know kind of 
use a you know use my judgment and use the timelines we started pushing out a little bit more and then it's just a matter of loading into it right yeah. so you know it was pretty basic stuff at the elbow um at the wrist and the hand the forearm and that kind of thing and um nothing unlike what you would typically do with most patients that would come in at that point yeah yeah when did yeah. you feel comfortable kind of like so so we're avoiding extension probably early on a little bit yeah very, very, very when, early when did when did you start feeling comfortable at least getting her to end range extension it, it really kind of that that four to six week timeline i mean keeping in mind that it's more ligaments probably holding this thing together than muscles so mm-hmm. i wanted to kind of err on the side of more of that six week versus tor- four week but it's is a continuum it's not like okay we wake up six weeks we're gonna, Boom, we're gonna go just kind of yeah, 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 build sure. into it over sessions and she's again super compliant just awesome patient all around so oh, she's sure. the one that we trusted she's going to do her stuff day in and day out and i know that because we get some cool tags on oh social man media she's, every day she's, too. So i know exactly oh, what yeah. she's doing she yeah. is, is yeah. an instagram wizard and yeah. that is awesome yeah, it's, we get yeah. to really see because i feel like she's she's creative with a lot like i i mean i'm going to steal things from her in terms of how she was creatively training some of the other three limbs early on in the video she was posting and I'm like yeah. i was like you know because we we're always encouraging that with mm-hmm. patients and, and oftentimes you know when they don't have that extensive background to be able to do it themselves like we're telling them how to do it and so i have my go-to's for for different things when somebody is you know say in an elbow brace like what are we going to do for the other three mm-hmm. but man she had some creative things the way she was doing mm-hmm. it and i was like man all right writing that down i'm, stealing, I'm stealing that one absolutely um, so, so that was that was super cool to see and it's been fun to watch since she has been so diligent posting it because i don't get to see every visit you have with her because mm-hmm. i'm usually with another with a different patient but um getting to see uh, her progression through some of these videos of the tasks that she's doing has been super impressive, man. Uh, and, and so I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. So she hits the push-ups in clinic. So we're at that point kind of in this rehab, um, or push-ups, in, I'm sorry, with Doc, you know, tests them out, comes in. Was that kind of like a, 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 a clue of like, okay, well, she was able to do it. I'm going to start pushing more of some of these multi-joint type things. Uh, you know, we're going to go to more some compound stuff and then get some more pushing and pulling in that way and, and build from there. Was that kind of like a, a turning point a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I mean that's the expectation at that point, yeah. right? If you oh, for sure. If you got to do it, you got to do it. Yeah, here, exactly. Right? Now, we're, yep, now we're doing pushing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's where we just really expanded on the closed chain stuff. And, and even earlier into it, you know, there, we, were, we were introducing that slowly, doing mm. some some weight shifting, you know, hands on the table, some, you know, quadru- very light quadruped stuff, things like that, and, yeah. and manual resistance, that kind of thing. But that was the time to push, right? That was the time to start getting the, yeah, the weights sure. back in the hand a little bit. And so, um, you know, it's, it's probably a little, at that point, a little bit maybe, my approach was a little bit maybe in some ways were in reverse from what you would do in a typical training session. So I would tend to, I tend to start her out with, um, single arm movements, you know, dumbbells, kettlebells, that kind of thing, and then progress towards barbells. And it's just because we kind of went from like a horizontal to a vertical progression. So basically like, you know, floor press and a bench press and a landmine and overhead press kind of along that continuum. And I just, I like being there and having the fact, you know, just basically when you, when you compare like say a kettlebell to a barbell, the, the kettlebell is more forgiving, right? You can yeah. basically conform mm-hmm. your body around the kettlebell mm-hmm. versus the barbell is the opposite, right? So yeah. uh, that, for that reason, that's why I did that. And then when we get to the point where she can get to the barbell, that's, you know, where we spend most of our time because that, where we can introduce more load. Yeah, right? sure. So we get heavier and, and, and yeah. again, she's a 
she's got an extensive training history, very familiar and competent with yeah. those movements. And so it's just a matter of, again, going down the continuum and thinking about what our terminal tasks were going to be, yeah. which is competing and throwing. For sure. So what, what, what kind of were some keys to you on when you wanted to maybe introduce some more of those dynamic type efforts to, because, you know, again, like you mentioned, she's got to throw some heavy things and throw some light things quickly. So, so there's some interesting demands on that upper extremity there. So like, what was kind of your clue to like, okay, we're going to start introducing these types of tasks again. Yeah. So again, like again, we're still, there's like, we spend very little time on it at this point, not even 12 weeks out, but there was still like a big push to emphasize getting that range of motion back first, right? Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where we could get aggressive with it, do some mobilizations, mulligan stuff, you know, bastardized mulligan stuff with the bands like the Kelly Sturettes, all that kind mm-hmm. of, and, 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 and that's been, that's been good to really start to push it once we started to trust that it wasn't going to dislocate. And then essentially once she was getting back to about that 60% of her previous one rep max and all the big lifts, bench press, strict press, deadlift, back squat, just because again, even those movements, a lot of demand on the elbow, right? Oh, for I'll sure. Get the back squat, a good back yeah. squat position. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that happened pretty quick. You know, it happened, I think over the course of like maybe two or three weeks. But once we got into that, that's when we started getting a little more dynamic. Now I say that, but even during that, you know, I was still having her do some very simple stuff, like some bed ball throws, but just moving in one plane. You know, we weren't like doing a lot of deceleration stuff. We weren't doing a lot of twisting rotation, that kind of thing, but at least just introducing that stimulus just to kind of get her moving quick. So we could train all those fiber types, start to get that joint or those joints introduced to those those firing patterns and that kind of thing. And so it's, again, it all sort of blends. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's never like black and white. It's not like, oh, okay, for sure. finish A, then go to B. It always is sort of like a spectrum. Yeah, that, that's what I like to describe to people. It's like, it's it's less of like if you looked at one training or one visit to the next visit or when I'm with an athlete one session to the next session they might not look that different session mm-hmm. to session because progression is, is somewhat small and it's on a continuum but if you look like it from like uh, one six weeks ago to now it would look like a totally different thing mm-hmm. but it wasn't like there was one point in the middle where we shifted those things it's just over that time period we, we morphed into this this uh, you know newer you know template that we're working off of with these new things we've introduced um, so it's like if you looked at two points in time that were separated like that by the six eight weeks yeah they're gonna look a whole lot different but each each time each visit is a very small progression and it's mm-hmm. really based on their response in a lot yeah. of ways um, but yeah but it's a so when she came in and was on day one and talking to you about goals, obviously we're getting back to high level competing. Was there a timeline set in terms of like when her next competition was or when she needed to be ready, hopefully? Yeah. So, you know, first day it's like, all right, world championships coming yeah. up. And this how, day, what was that? Right? What was November, the time frame? How, November, how? It, it, we basically, it's like we have basically 14 weeks from the injury, right? Is when that, Ooh, you know, what were you thinking? Yeah, it was, was like, I, you just dislocated clinic and you want to be at worlds in 14 weeks. What I, were you I, I, I embraced <laughs> the challenge. No, I, was, yeah, I, was very, I, I mean, because I, mean, I know her and yeah, yeah, I know like sure. if there's anybody that's going to do it, it's going to be her, right? Yeah. And so um, embrace the challenge and and you know we've it's been very successful right oh for sure so you know even from the beginning like you know I I am familiar with Highlands games somewhat because you know I've kind of been in that world Uh, you know I know like a lot of the strength conditioning folks here in town are have competed or still right, compete right. here and there so but i did have to do a little more research about like you know what is involved with like the sheath toss which is like taking a pitchfork and sticking it in a canvas bag and washing it over yeah, yeah. there's a, a few different ones for sure you know all, you know the different types of hammer throws because you have a light one a heavy one and just kind of what's all involved with the the joints and that kind of thing yeah, yeah. so you know basically with that it, it came down to the point where i, I we, we have to have a game plan and sort of like 
break those movements into components, you know, yeah, yeah. working on some deceleration movements. Again, a lot of that I like to introduce with med balls at the beginning because it's sure. safer control. We can kind of gauge the amount of load, that kind of thing. And I mean, she's rocked it out every single time. Oh yeah, and, it's been so much fun to watch. Yeah, and then mimicking the movements the best we can with the equipment we have, you know, with yeah, yeah. maces and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, then it kind of has gotten to the point where we've done a lot of um, just intentional, you know, falling for lack of a better word, like some trust yeah. fall stuff where we start her out on, you know, usually on her knees and she's dropping down different surfaces and that's progresses some pretty aggressive plyometric stuff. That's yeah. fun for me to kind of get yeah, ready yeah. to come up with. And, um, I mean, I feel like <laughs> that elbow is going to dislocate. We would have done it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah for sure. Out. We put it to the test and, and, you know, you just, the confidence builds for both of us oh, every yeah. single time we come in. And so, you know, she's luckily she had done some, She's set herself up for um, a smaller competition, which she won. Yeah, uh, yeah, no surprise there. Casual, no yeah, big deal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so you know, that, it's always good, right? Always good to yeah. you know do the real thing because you can, only, you can any sport you're only going to mimic so much with any right. exercise you do. At some point, you have to actually get in there and compete and be in that environment. And so you know, I know that she can take these joints and take her body through these things and she's going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. And it also is so good for the psychology, right? And that's oh, just probably sure. arguably the biggest part at this point right now. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're um, just a couple weeks out now from world yeah, championship yeah, yeah. going for title number six. And, yeah. um, you know, there's, she's, she's, she's in a good spot. I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible comeback story. Oh, for sure. So, that's, that's what's amazing to me. Cause I, I love, I love the, the approach to it is like embrace the challenge kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's because sometimes we have people that come in with goals that we know are maybe not quite realistic. And so sometimes you're trying to almost like taper expectations a little bit or really kind of educate in a way of like, you know, timelines and why we have to respect certain timelines that they, I mean, everybody thinks when they come in with a knee injury, they're Adrian Peterson. And after an ACL, they're going to be on the field in six months. Right. right? And it's just not always the case, but I love that this instance was one where it's like, okay, this is an aggressive timeline, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's possible. Like in yeah. knowing who, who she is, it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's yeah, see what happens. Sure. Let's sure. do it. Um, you know, I, I, again, if we don't try, we're not going to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I had one other question I wanted to ask you about it. Um, and that was related to like more return to sport type things. So in this scenario, Obviously, we have a we know what she has to be able to do to play her sport, so you can try to mimic those exact activities the best we can. Have her go out and try them, and that kind of is a good key of like when someone's probably safe to return. You know, we're, and I'm saying to my crossfitters, like you know, especially the upper body injury, like I want them to be able to do the movements they're going to actually have to do in right. the competition, right? So, but uh, there's always in our field these like you know things are trying to determine criteria for return to sport and upper body i feel like it's always uh has always at least lagged behind a little bit of lower body we have some more specific quote unquote lower body return to sport type tests that people like to implement as outcome measures and things like that um in this instance for me it's like well can she do the things from the highland games like that's my return to sport yeah but like when you when you're doing some of the upper body and somebody had some outcome measures they were going to try to use for somebody out there who maybe doesn't have a specific sport like highland games what kind of things are you looking for to know that this thing really is where we need it to be. Yeah, so I, 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 um, I do have three go-tos that I will use in cases where those objective measurements are important, like the right. upper, the wide balance test, upper body wide balance mm-hmm. test component. I like the shot put throw. I love that and, too. Um, you know, I still I, do both sides too. Yeah, and, and sometimes and, it's funny watching people use their <laughs> non-dominant side. To do yeah, and, the, and the, the is it the closed connect chain upper extremity, so the one where you have your hands yeah. feet apart. Yeah, yeah, you know those are okay. And to be honest with you, like as part of her rehab, I've worked in components as part for of for sure. Like, I've seen her do those shot yeah, tosses. Like, yeah, right, like the other day we did some PAP. Like I had her, there's an article I used to get the percentages. We did some clean and jerks, and then segued into some shot put throws, and yeah, that, was, yeah. that was fun to see. Um, but I've used those components and. 
it just depends. I think for me that comes down to individual and yeah. like just depending on how much the surgeon factors into this kind of stuff. But for her, I don't think that stuff is going to matter. No. I don't think she's going to care too much about those numbers. It's no. going to be more about how do I perform at the actual for sure. for know, sure. throwing, that kind of thing. But I do like those tests. I use them. I mean, those are like my like upper body hop tests. I like hop tests exactly. a lot for, for lower extremity. For sure. Uh, That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, it, it's also, you know, we also think about long-term stuff with lower body. We're going to think about size right mm-hmm. cross-sectional area how how big is their thigh compared to the other side yeah, yeah i don't tend to i tend to find i don't tend to find that for upper extremity in the in this phase that's as important because we know the strength's going to come before the size comes back and it will come as long as you're consistent yes, for with sure. it um but again it just kind of comes down to the performance just with that sport because it's so unique i mean we're so it a lot is. of just weird, yeah, yeah. weird positions that you're not gonna get anywhere else you know yeah for sure and that's kind of what i was getting at like those some people love the standard in some situations is necessary those standardized outcome measure type things that that you know again aren't perfect we know mm-hmm. hot testing isn't perfect either but you know it's it's still something that we can potentially mm-hmm. implement so i wanted to get, get your thoughts on yeah, upper body yeah. too but uh yeah those are the main questions i have i'm sure some listeners will probably have some too but this yep. has just been an intriguing case that i thought would be a good thing to talk about just because it, it's it's been so fun to yeah, see. Yeah, so, it's been so much yeah, fun. It's like, I, so I awesome. love just writing out the plan and, mm-hmm. and, and luckily every every single day has gone smoothly. It doesn't oh, always yeah. work out like uh, that. Sometimes yeah. you have to redirect but it's like everything For we've sure. done and, and again, no surprise with this athlete. Yeah, exactly. And knowing, I mean, knowing your patient and also it's just another shout out for like the importance of patient compliance and, and them doing it. Because I mean, oh, you've yeah. only had her, what, I mean, one or two times a week max. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's been... Yeah, once a week. Yeah, once a week. It, it, you know, she's going and doing all of these things mm-hmm. and, and getting it in. So I mean, that's that's a big shout out to her too mm-hmm. for, for, you know, for sure but man it's been fun and i can't yep. wait to hopefully you know see that sixth world championship for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> which would be so cool absolutely um, but yeah man i appreciate you going through that i know that's uh it's always great for me to see mm-hmm. you know to, i haven't had an elbow dislocation in my mm-hmm. you know two and a half years of practicing so uh, it's always good for me to see you know and and hear you talk about it yep. I, I, selfishly i just learned i'm learning yeah. from, from I, you doing I, it i'll you be know? honest with you man like th- th- she does all the work it just makes me it makes me <laughs> <you> look good <laughs> hey, you, know, you know what so, but i'll take yeah, it yeah we'll take it we'll take it baby. uh yeah we love it <laughs> active yeah. on social media yeah, yeah, that's right. either. for sure <laughs> well um Quick segue, um, right before we start recording this, you just got gifted some cigars by a patient mm. of yours, right? So, um, speaking yeah. of cigar enthusiasts, our boy Donnie Thompson, we, yeah. got, a, we got a course coming Dude, up, right? amazing segue yeah, yeah. from patient to cigar to yeah, Donnie yeah, exactly. to the course. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have uh, another body temporary course coming up uh, here in Columbia on the 30th. Um, still a couple spots available. We could handle maybe a couple more. We're kind of at the edge on on that, but I think a couple more we'd be totally fine because we got all of us here. Um, bonus Columbia, points to become a costume? Yeah, bonus points. Yeah, that, that, those are always so fun here because you get to go see, uh, you know, you can go over to the compound or to the storage shed, I'm sorry, the storage shed now um, and see Donnie's place and hang out the night before or the night after. It's just so much fun. Uh, we got that one coming up and then one more in Texas in December and those will be the last two this year. So yep. uh, it's been a wild ride this year getting those in, mm-hmm. making up for missing 2020 basically. But uh, uh, yeah, one more, uh, mm-hmm. 1030, just, uh, October 30th here uh, at our Vertex location, man. Be good. And uh, with the with the newly renovated Vertex or in progress. <laughs> yeah. in yeah. progress. Yeah. They probably heard the, all the work being done right now, but yeah. uh, you know, definitely be well worth it by the For end. Sure. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week or the week yeah, after. We right? after yeah, consistent. sometime soon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, this is better, better, faster podcast. We're out. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. 
one patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.